0: section 36 of the wonder garden this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by hannah parrott the wonder garden by francis jenkins olcott pan song from britannia's pastorals retold hark to the pipes of pan this is a song of the golden age on fair britannia's shores the all drowsy night in car of jet with steeds of iron gray was coursing through the darkened sky when the silver-footed thetis queen of the ocean wave left her coral palace beneath the sea she mounted her silver car inlaid with pearls and precious stones and urged her foaming steeds through the rolling billows singing naiads garlanded with seaweed and riding on sporting dolphins were her guides onward they rushed through the blue aegean sea then past the happy shores of cyprus and from thence towards britannia's snowy cliffs so runs my song away in those golden days on britannia's meads shepherds fed their bounding flocks on oaten reeds they piped their songs to maids who danced upon the green wreathed in chains of flowers in which were twined the daisy and the scented violet the lily and the primrose too the orange tawny marigold the wind-blown columbine the fragrant honeysuckle and the kingcup yellow as true gold and in those far-off happy days marina was the fairest maid to whom the shepherd sung but wretched fate on a time when none was nigh to succor her limos savage caitiff, gaunt with hunger seized the trembling maid and bore her to his den there in the cave of famine he locked her behind iron bars then laughing in his evil heart he went by night to a distant sheepfold to steal the shepherd's choicest lambs so in the cave of famine marina lay sighing and lamenting she heard the cruel sea waves beat against the walls and saw the sun's feeblest rays creeping through the bars thirst and hunger were her jailers there and the pangs of famine darted through her tender sides but heaven that lends a hand when human helpings fail did not forget the gentle maid a little robin redbreast in the clear day sat singing sweetly on a thorn-bush near her cave then marina pitying the dear bird fearing lest limos should return and kill him rose and tried to frighten him away poor harmless creature said she sighing go seek some brook and to its tinkling fall sing with your happy fellows or better still do this you loving bird fly to the good greenwood and grassy mead and tell the shepherds of my cruel fate or if instead you tarry here do me a deed of charity when my soul shall have left this form cover my poor body with a green sheet of leaves gathered in some sweet valley when robin redbreast heard this plaint he sang no more but flew away then in a trice back again he came to the thorn bush by marina's bars and from his beak hung by its slender stem a red ripe cherry through the bars he flew and nestled in marina's bosom and there he laid the cherry and straightway was gone again soon he returned with a cluster of fragrant strawberries these too he laid in marina's bosom and hasted away and so he fed her no sweet or toothsome fruit grew in all the wood but the kind bird knew it and brought it to the maid then to the seashore he hastened and flew to and fro above the sand until he found an oyster with shell half open yawning in the sun the wily red breast took a little pebble and pressed it between the pearly lips and the oyster tries to close its shell but could not then the bird thrust in his head and pulling out the oyster flew with it to marina's cave and put the morsel between her lips and so he fed her with juicy fruits and refreshing meats when the tide rolled out and many shells were left high upon the shore marina looking through her bars saw oh wondrous sight doves and eagles hawks and ospreys standing on the sand and before each lay an oyster yawning in the sun, and each bird held in his beak a pebble as he had seen redbreast do. But the birds were not so wise as he. Some put their pebbles too far within the shells, others used stones too small and smooth, and when they thrust in their heads between the pearly lips, the shells closed tight and cut their necks in two. Unhappy birds, Marina sighed, thus to meet your deaths. Not wise you were like little Robin Redbreast the feathered hours flew by and ten days and nights came and went and still the kind bird fed marina and still the caitiff limos came not he too had met his death in the distant sheepfold the angry shepherds found him ere he could steal their choicest lambs with many shouts they pursued him across the plain seizing him they bound him with iron chains to a rock and left him there to die his eyes flashed with flames he ground his teeth and tore at his chains and died so in the cave of famine marina lay with none to free her alas her wretched state while aurora rosy-fingered child of dawn touched the sky with opal lights swiftly to fair britannia's shore the car of Thetis came near to the cave of famine drew the car and the silver-footed queen heard marina's plaint unhappy maid in fear of grief and hunger for on that same rosy day oh mournful chance the willing little red-breast had flown too swiftly through the thorns had pricked his tender breast and so had died when the silver-footed queen heard the maid's lament her heart was moved by such dire distress to her she called great triton and bade him free the sorrowing maid meanwhile the naiads caught marina's tears in oyster shells those sparkling briny drops changed into rare pearls of orient and the naiads strewed them on the shore and in the clefts of britannia's snowy rocks then the ocean queen drew marina into her silver car and swiftly urged her foaming steeds through the leaping billows toward the coral palace underneath the waves where joy and bliss for ever reign the old drowsy knight in jetty car drove his iron-grey courses through the darkened sky. So the song of Pan is ended. End of section 36